The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's Monday, and what a Monday it is. Another gorgeous one. Hey, Andrew Gross. Jaylen Nye, how are you? I'm doing okay. Weekend? Awesome. Good. Well, was it though? Why? On paper, it was great. In actuality, if you were to suggest that your weekend started, as mine did, by uh, meeting friends and uh, heading out on a beautiful sunny afternoon to watch the Edmonton Eskimos take on the Saskatchewan Rough Yeah, Riders, well, that sounds great. That was, mm-hmm. yeah, on paper, that sounded great. Yeah. But, uh, man, that was that, something. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. We actually PVR'd that game. We ended up uh, on the patio. D- go delete it. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty much. You don't need to see that Yeah, again. Coach watched it uh, the next morning. Mm. We managed to stay off of uh, getting the updates off the old uh, Tweety Box there. And Coach watched it the next morning and came upstairs, and I'm like, eh, who won the game? He says, oh. oh, it was ugly. I think football lost that game. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> that Oh, that you're not going to buff that dent out. That was. No. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the team is 7-2. and two. Big game, com- big game yes. coming up this weekend. Yeah, I, my, back-to-backs with Calgary, yeah. always a tough one. In recent years, more yeah. more so than others. We used to always split those games, and yeah. in recent years we've lost them. But uh, I, my guess would be, and I don't have any confirmation of this, that even the 50-50 was won by a Rough Rider fan. I mean, there was <laughs> nothing was going Eskimo way on Friday night. We, I did something, actually, that I've never, ever done before, and everyone knows that. Uh, we're there with friends. Carol's there. And, uh, well, it was Ken and Brenda. Yeah. And uh, Ken turns to me and says... Do you want to leave early? Do you want to leave? Uh, and I went, I Did just, you really leave I early? I did. <gasps> I did. I left with... You don't do that. Never. I am literally the last person mm-hmm. in the stadium. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I can't. It's good to go. I can't do this. There was uh, clearly no coming back from that. Well, obviously, we had a better weekend than you did. So. For sure. <laughs> because we didn't actually watch it as it was happening. <laughs> uh, turnovers and penalties. That's what it was. Yeah. Turnovers. And Mike Riley had a bad game. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I kind of get, and I know we're not a sports show, but I'll just say this about that. At some point, you put in the backup. Mm-hmm. But when do you put in a backup for Mike Riley? Because he's had bad halves before, come out in the second yeah. half and done really well. So I can see where Jason Moss would think, all right, let's put him back in for the second half. But at some point, you yeah. just, you look, and you're it, having a well, bad day. Well, it just it burns even more because it's Saskatchewan, because yes. it's... Chris, uh, what's his name? Chris Jones. Jones, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Uh. Of course, a much better weekend than folks down in uh, oh, Texas are having. That's geez. incredible what's happening down there. Watching um, these feeds, and I'm sure that, you know, you've been doing the same I thing, have. watching the Twitter feeds, and you're and you're seeing this on television and just going, oh, my God, yeah. what an absolute, absolute uh, mess. And, you know, they knew it was going to be bad. They knew it was going to be bad, but even all the experts saying didn't realize it was going to be this bad. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? And I know there was calls. I think the mayor of Houston was on the news the other day. Some reporters just trying to nail him uh, pretty much on how come the, you know, w- wasn't evacuated sooner, all of those sorts of things. Well, that's a huge area. That that evacuation well, no would have had to have started weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Uh, we're going to talk to someone uh, coming up here in just moments. Uh, her, St. Albert woman, her, her mom, and stepdad are in Houston right now. They live uh, in Houston, and it's unreal because this family has, this is not the first hurricane that they've been through. No, what are having the odds? Weathered, having weathered Katrina. Right. 
uh, those years. Was it 1995? Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we'll take a break here. Yeah. We'll take a break here, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get Natasha Siona uh, on the phone, and then we'll go from there. Well, as we were just saying moments ago, Hurricane Harvey uh, made landfall on the Texas Gulf Coast Friday night with winds topping 130 miles per hour. It's uh, now been downgraded to a tropical storm. It has left devastation in its wake. The rain not stopping and forecasters don't expect it to until tomorrow. And listen to this, some areas could see 50 inches of rain. Dangerous flooding also expected. Keeping a close eye on all of this is Natasha Siona. She lives in St. Albert, but her mom and stepdad live in Houston. Natasha joins us now. Natasha, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for taking the time to say hello. Natasha, give us uh, the latest. What's what's the latest that you've heard from your folks? Uh, my mom, um, a few hours ago, finally uh, was able to secure a hotel. Um, I haven't heard from her to hear if she's gotten there safely yet, so we're still concerned about that. Um, there was a mandatory evacuation in her area. They are going to open up... Um, some of these um, spillways to relieve some of the water pressure uh, from other areas. Um, so that puts her home and the neighborhood surrounding in more imminent danger, but that relieves the pressure for the areas further up the, the waterway. So um, everyone in her neighborhood is getting out of that area and um, if they hadn't already. And so my mom is on the road somewhere, so I'm just hoping to hear from her sometime soon on on the road to a yeah. hotel but not knowing if she's going to have a home to come back to i mean there's a real risk that her home could be flooded exactly so she left her cats there um part of the concern for people to leave besides the cost um and everything else is your animals uh, you know the shelters they leave too um, to go and take care of their own families or the animals they have. And so it just gets scary all the way around trying to figure out logistics. You Where know, do you go? What do you do? So and, the cats and I can to, jump up. I wanted to ask you about that specifically because we often see these natural disasters from a distance and we get our information from news reports. When you're directly involved, like uh, your folks are, how are they getting the information and what... You know, what's the thought process when you first hear about a storm coming, and and how do they know what to do? So you always, if you live in the south, you always have a hurricane evacuation plan, like you would have a fire escape plan, and you have your AM radio battery-operated, powered. You always have your phones completely charged, your car full of gas, canned food, a can opener nearby, your tub you fill with water, you fill bottles, jugs of water, so that if you're lucky and everything works out okay, you can um, heat that up to cook uh, with. Uh, but then past that, um, you just depend on uh, the local radio stations and news um, to kind of give you an idea of where it's at in your area and, you know, how close is it. Um, it people have evacuated before and then nothing has happened. And they spent hundreds of dollars to get out of town, get to safe areas, and nothing's happened. So then it leaves a false sense of security at times that maybe this time I just need to stay. I just went on holiday or I just paid for university. I don't have the money 
and you can see how people get into dangerous situations. Yeah, absolutely. Abs- yeah, and that's and that's it. And now once it's here, I guess the other thing is is trying to find a place where to go if the roads are dangerous, if they're not passable, if the hotels are filled. You know, what do you do? And that's been a, that's been a reality for your parents. Totally. It, it, it's not unlike the the fires in Fort McMurray watching the people get on the road to get out of harm's way to only be in more harm's way being on the road. We don't have that experience here in Alberta. We get so cold (laughs) if we don't run the heat in our car. Down there it's so hot if you don't run your air condition, people die of heat um, exhaustion. My, My parents' air condition just died because the wires melted in their attic like it's that hot so when you get in your car it runs gas so people don't run their air condition so they can have more gas to get to the next town or the next state but then they it's so hot so it's a real concern right in so many ways where's the this hotel is full will the next one be available Mm -hmm. that gas station there's no one to man it or woman it Um, so you can't get gas will i make it to the next gas station and is there water in that gas and is it good for my car Mm. so then there's so many things we don't think about until we're in this situation and you know you always hear and the question's always asked when there's a natural disaster like this you mentioned fort mcmurray of course there's been others uh, over the last uh, decade that i can think of so many uh, where people always ask well why did they wait so long to leave and Mm -hmm. but you know you just answered that question right it's easy from a distance to just look at it and say, well, you know, they warned you, why didn't you leave? But for the reasons you've just mentioned, if Edmonton were to be evacuated tomorrow because of some storm, how many of us would go, ah, they're probably wrong? Or as you just said, while disaster relief is on its way, it's not in your bank account today. If you don't have the money for a hotel, you don't have the money for Mm -hmm. a hotel. Totally. And can somebody be there to take care of my mom, which is my concern up here in Alberta, Um, My mom doesn't get around as easily. Is somebody going to be there to help my mom? How can I manage on the next, on the other side of this? Will my mom have her needs met there? So then it it takes a while to get all of your ducks in a row. And so you have that hurricane evacuation thing, but do you have everything beyond that? And, you know, you mentioned your mom. Let's talk about seniors specifically. I saw some images of seniors stranded. How is that even possible? You would think the most vulnerable residents would have somebody looking after them in anticipation of this. You know, Andrew, in another life, I used to be a social worker, and um, I lived through a hurricane in um, New Orleans, and it was a mandatory evacuation then, and the um, uh, police and mayors and everybody said, if we don't get out, we'll need this many more body bags. You need to evacuate. Families left their elderly parents and grandparents in our care to look out for them they knew they were not able to but a lot of the staff went to take care of their own families we had to evacuate people who were in wheelchairs who are bed bound who have alzheimer's or dementia who are on many different medications or need to be rotated so they don't get bed sores we have all of that equipment in the nursing home to meet their needs when you need to evacuate them we had to evacuate them on school buses because we couldn't get any other way to evacuate all of our parents and grandparents safely as we know school buses don't have seat belts we had to as crazy as it sounds help them stay upright uh, with sheets and tie them to the bus seats 
Like it, it's wow. terrifying. It's heart. That's and heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And then we got them to a, a safer, higher ground and location. And we had to depend on the kindness of people and thank God so many people are beautiful to come and help us meet the needs of these people. And then the hurricane didn't even hit our city and it turned and went in another direction. Hmm. And it caused that one nursing home thousands and thousands of dollars. Our human life is so much more important than the money. But at some point, the business mind of people takes over the safety of people. What's the right answer? Natasha Siona joining us on the phone this afternoon. Um, her parents, her mom and her stepdad are in Houston. Uh, they're home not far from where they're um, going to be releasing water from flood control reservoirs. They are going to make it to a hotel. Don't know what they'll return to. Natasha, as you mentioned, you've lived through another hurricane. Your family, is, you're originally from New Orleans. Uh, you you live through Katrina, and I know you were telling me that your, your brother lost his house in in uh, Katrina, kind of similar circumstances with the flooding. It it just must be mind-boggling to think that you're going through this again. Your family is going through this again. It, it's it's very upsetting. So uh, lots of people going through in Houston lived through Katrina in New Orleans, and then set up a new life because they had to evacuate. They their job they couldn't go back to. It took so long for New Orleans to recover that they started a new life in another state. Many people went to Houston, and the kindness of the beautiful people in the state of Texas helped them. And now some of those people, again, are getting hit by this hurricane. The beauty of people does come out in all of these, but in the moment... Uh, we see from afar, you know, people acting irrationally, saying something um, not as kind. <laughs> they're upset. They're traumatized. They're worried about their mom, their child, their car. How will they make the car payment? Where's their cat? All of these things may, when a one-off from way far away doesn't seem, um, it, it just seems so obvious. Just get out of the way and mm-hmm. you'll be fine. But it's, it's not in the moment, and it's very traumatizing, and years later, it's still traumatizing. My you brother know. now in New Orleans, um, he is already preparing. Uh, he has his box, but he's getting more water and more canned food to make sure. And he said the water is already over the curb where I'm from. We have never flooded, um, and it was my sister's home, but this mm. home my brother was in is in now. We have never flooded. We're on high ground. But he's worried. Yeah. Just watching. And then the pumps, are they working in New Orleans? They have pumps that our city relies on because we're so low-lying. Our uh, city depends, whereas in Edmonton, we're so high, uh, highly elevated. In New Orleans, we're below sea level. We depend on those levees to protect us. Mm -hmm. Well, during Katrina, the levee broke because it had too much pressure on it with all of the water. That's the concern for Houston. And now it looks like the storm, albeit less strong, is heading towards New Orleans. And the amount of rain, will the levees work? Will the pumps work? How many people will lose their homes because the pumps are not able to turn on? Katrina really did a number. And some pumps still are, to this day, not up and running. Now, only 
it sounds like five or six, but thousands of people's homes rely on those pumps working to protect them. And you know, Natasha, since we're talking about New Orleans, and I, it's, I think it's important to mention at this point. Now, New Orleans, of course, a city that you and I, Jay, just love, mm-hmm. and, and we have been down several times. Uh, Katrina was 15 years ago? 95? Uh, uh, it was t- uh, uh, 2005. 2005. Okay, On the so 30th. In two days, it'll be... Yeah. 12 years. So 12 years. Thank you. They have not recovered, and... They they have not finished fixing all the damage from Katrina in New Orleans, and you see it all around you when you're there, and you hear the stories, um, because in the immediacy of a natural disaster, help pours in, and then it becomes last week's news, last month's news, last year's news, and that has to be something that you you know perhaps you haven't gotten there yet, but that has to be something you think about as well. That once your immediate needs are met and everyone's safe and you found your pets and all that, there's years of recovery ahead of something like this. Years, years. Many people didn't return to New Orleans, um, and beauty comes out of that too for everyone. Um, but many people didn't return to their families' home because they couldn't. There are parts of New Orleans that have recovered and are beautiful and thriving, but there are parts that the government has decided they will never rebuild on. Maybe they never should have years ago mm-hmm. built on because naturally nature wanted the water to flow that way. Yeah. And they, I, I don't know, the powers that be decided that this was a good place to build homes. And now they have decided no more. They won't build there. So you can still see it. It looks like war zones in certain exactly. areas. Yep. Well, but and, then where do the people move? Yeah. And just two weeks ago, there was a heavy rainfall. The That's day that right. you were coming back from your last trip. We just barely got out of New and, Orleans. And yeah. watching it, it was... Yep. Which uh, is why where my brother is living is already seeing water because the ground is so saturated. Where does the water go? And if you're at the bottom of the bowl and the water on the outside of the bowl is higher than the bottom of the bowl, right? It, it wants to go into your home. It floods areas. The, the, um, the river system can only take so much water. It's higher than inside the bowl. Yeah. Uh, Natasha, just uh, have to tell you, you talk about the kindness of, of people and strangers, even through our text line here this afternoon. Uh, one of our listeners, their family, her family lives in Houston, uh, wants to know if you, if your folks can't make it to that hotel, that their family will take your family in, that they're, oh. at, they're at higher ground. So I will text you uh, a little bit later on with, uh, with, with her phone number just in case, all right? There are so many beautiful people in, in this upsetting time. What is beautiful, and we must remind, remember this, is that people truly are beautiful, and it comes out in disasters, but it's out there every day. You just have to look for it. Natasha, I know this was uh, tough for you today, but I want to thank you for joining us and um, really putting a, a face and a voice to what we're watching unfold so far away. Thank you so much, and please let's stay in touch. Thank you, Jaylen. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. Have a nice day. You Thank too. you to Natasha. Siona, um, she's moved. I had mentioned at the top that she was in St. Albert. She's actually moved uh, back into Edmonton now, but came to came to Edmonton 17 years ago um, from New Orleans. That's where she was born and raised. So this is, this is uh, I don't want to say it's not, it's certainly not old hat because nothing like that. No. But, I mean, she'd been through this before. It's it's oh, tough. It's can't it's, imagine. It's tough to even have that conversation because you want to get as much information out to our listeners mm-hmm. so that they understand um, 
but in doing so, of course, you're upsetting the person that you're talking to. And, And we didn't really get into it, but, you know, it was mentioned that they're looking to flood, you know, to yeah. release water, which at this point, her parents' home... Three blocks away. It's is, is probably going to be lost. But it's the right thing to do for, for you as, know, the greater population. As she said, you know, we'll lose uh, hundreds of homes, yeah. but we'll save thousands. Right. And that's tough sometimes to wrap your head around it. Sure. Knowing that that is the right Just thing imagine if that was you in Edmonton and you... Yeah. I mean, what are you... Okay, so who's going uh-huh. to replace my house? Or yeah. where do I go until I, you know... So much uncertainty. That was Natasha. We're going to take a break here for the 2.30 News. Nick has been holding patiently. He has family in Houston as well. Uh, we'll talk to him right after this. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.